I was driving into the office earlier this week. I was listening to Willie's Roadhouse on Sirius XM, as is my custom a lot of the days, and I heard a song I'd never heard before, If I Could Only Win Your Love, sung by Emmylou Harris. And I don't know if you know the song, but it unfolds as you might imagine. Um, If I could only persuade you to love me, if I could just convince you of my love, then, you know, things will be aces. It's all going to be great. Uh, I will be faithful to you. I will be true if I could only win your love. Well, our prophet Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, I've never figured out which one, uh, this morning is talking in the midst, the context is things are going poorly. (laughs) It's not good around him. And eventually God says, I want you to write down the vision. Make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. So it needs to be something that is easily digestible. We need to understand what this is uh, and move along. Um, And I don't know about you, I've heard this text preached from a number of times over the last 40 years. And typically, the preacher will use this text to talk about what's our vision for the church. Write the vision, make it plain. Where are we headed? Uh, sometimes it's called vision casting. Um, but as I pondered those sermons, invariably it's always our vision that we're talking about. Uh, the best laid plans of humanity. This is where we believe we're headed. Well, I began to wonder if any of us uh, might imagine what God would write on these tablets. What does God want to make plain to us so that a runner may read it, that we can understand, that you and I can engage with it? In other words, what is God's vision And for me, I begin to hear it echoing in my head, in Emmylou Harris's voice, if I could only win your love. Now, before we um, nod and say, well, yeah, that makes sense to me, I want you to think about not only the context I mentioned earlier of Habakkuk, but our own context right now. And there are a couple of things to consider as we're going through this. Number one... Um, we typically think, I, most of us, I believe, um, that we reverse it. And we're usually thinking about how I can win God's love. So we're not talking about that. But that is a posture that many of us can live in. Even if we know everything is by grace, we can find ourselves living a life of, Lord, how can I uh, persuade you of my love for you? The other is the message for today. I think if today's culture were to write things on uh, tablets to make it plain, it would not, if I could only win your love or persuade you to love me, it would be, if I could only convince you that I'm right, (laughs) right? That I'm the one who has the correct perspective on these things. Uh, We don't have to uh, turn on our radio or our television or look at our phones to realize it's all about being right. It's not really about being loved. It's about who's right and who's wrong. And just the 
kind of dualistic thinking that uh, puts us in. And so everything is about who's right and who's wrong. We will miss it if we stay uh, immersed in that context of right and wrong. I want you to think about your own life. Those moments in your life when your love for somebody, whether it is uh, a spouse or a child, a parent, a friend, whatever it is that your heart was almost going to burst because of the way that you felt. The words that were coming to you were woefully inadequate to express your affection, your care, uh, the desire that you have for this relationship, uh, just to let them know how important that they are to you. And so I want us for a few moments this morning, and hopefully beyond, uh, to bring ourselves to imagine God feeling this way, wanting to convince us of this very thing. Because I think for us to come to a place to kind of launch and um, engage discipleship in some true ways of freedom, it's high time we camp in that spot of God trying to convince us of his love for us. The most oft-quoted and probably most popular verse in the scripture even says this, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. Why did he give? Why did he give? To convince you and me of his love. It's what the scriptures are trying to tell us, to show us that you and I matter and he cares for us more than anything else in the universe. In 2 Timothy, Paul says it this way, God saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works, so it's not us trying to convince God again of our love for him, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave to us in Christ Jesus, and this is it, before time began, to consider that you and I were on God's mind before time began, I hope boggles your mind. And then all of this that we find ourselves in the midst of, we were on his mind. If I could only win your love. More than mindful, the scriptures, creation, his son, all of these things given to us not to satisfy an ego or to display amazing creativity, but why? Why scriptures? Why the sun? Why all of this around us? It's for you. If I could only win your love. This outpouring of God's love is an invitation for us to participate in the relationship of Father, Son, and Spirit. But the thing about an authentic and true relationship is it cannot, cannot cannot be forced or coerced or manipulated or demanded. If it's truly a loving relationship, it cannot be those things or you and I will be walking on eggshells 
This relationship consists of mutual submission. Well, now that's an incredible thing to think about in this day and time, isn't it? Mutual submission. How often do we see mutual submission around us? Not very often. We want to lord it over people. Again, if I can convince you that I'm right, and if I can't, I'll dismiss you. You don't matter. Your opinion's wrong. Mutual submission. Key. Mutual affection. Mutual discovery and understanding. If this then is God's vision, how could it not be foundational to our vision as well? Write the vision and make it plain on tablets so that a runner may run with it. Well, today kicks off our annual campaign at St. George's. And um, if you've been part of the church every autumn, your clergy, your staff, your church leadership, your vestry, we invite you to participate and engage with our mission here at St. George's. And I hope our mission, whatever the statement may be, is a reflection of what I've outlined as God's mission But this church, we depend upon your generosity and your partnering in that mission. We're called to do this together. We're not called to simply um, come be part of something in which we don't participate because that's not really relationship. So our theme, if you will, for this fall is the word together. Doing this together. And I hope that it serves for us not only this fall, but maybe a mantra for many months and years to come. Because our faith and life is truly about living relationship together, sharing our lives with one another, compelled by the love of God to sacrifice and celebrate and grieve not only the routine things in our lives, but also those significant milestones. Well, several years ago, Mary and I took our four daughters out to the southwest where I grew up and part of that tour was to go to Carlsbad Caverns in uh, southern New Mexico Uh, and I took great delight in being the tour guide for uh, my girls. I'd been through those caverns a number of times to show them the vastness of the rooms underground, uh, the intricate formations that were there and near the bottom of the caverns my girls of course were mesmerized by this place called uh, the bottomless pit. I don't know if you've ever been there. There's this big chasm um, called the bottomless pit and people love to stare over the the railing and imagine, I always think about the first people that found it, how scary that must have been um, to discover what's in that inky blackness down there. But of course it does have a bottom. It's about 140 feet deep. But as I was thinking about God's vision, if I could only win your love, his love is something that truly is boundless and bottomless and surpasses our human uh, concepts and our experience. You see, our love is so often marbled with sentimentality and confusion. It can be temporary. God invites us into a love, a beautiful mystery, unlike anything that we've encountered. In fact, 
It's the only way that this makes sense when Paul prays in Ephesians. He says, I pray that you would be inwardly strengthened so that, why? Why should you be inwardly strengthened? So that you could begin to comprehend his love. We have to draw strength just to begin to comprehend God's love. An exploration of these infinite, boundless this experience of affection and giving and sacrifice, which truly is bottomless, ceilingless, immeasurable. It's got, as Paul will go on, limitless height and unfathomable depth. It's got an unreachable width and an unending length. And this is what God is trying to convince us of. If I could only win your love so you could experience mine. For ages upon ages. I think that is the message of the scriptures. Can we be convinced once and for all of God's undying and beautifully intense and sacrificial love for each one of us? But for each one of us is not far enough. For us is too expansive. Too expansive for the purpose of a personal relationship. Can we can be convinced of this intense love for me, for you? See, I can sit here and say, well, God loves us. God loves everyone. Okay. Well, that doesn't feel particularly meaningful for me as one person, but can we zero in that the good news that we have to share with the world, which is a world desperately looking for hope and a love and a light that will not abandon them and will only sidle up to them if they agree with my opinion, can we share that good news with the world that each one of us matters individually, specifically to the Lord? Well, we will continue to gather here at St. George's We'll continue to gather in each other's homes, across this community and beyond, determined to explore and experience and grow in that amazing reality. A love that never fails. A love that never ends. So I hope you leave here with Emmy Lou Harris's voice in your head. God's singing to you. If I could only win your love. Amen.